0: Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa, and today is another Heavenly Wit Monday. For those of you who may or may not know, Heavenly Wit Monday was launched right after I released Heavenly Wit, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Now, the only way we can truly do that is when we speak to God, when we dialogue with Him, we go to His Word, and we find out who He really is, being intimate with Him, being in awe and wonder of him. And in that awe and wonder, there's a response. And in that response, there's this get to. It's no longer an obligation or approve of me, God. And that's why I do these good things. But the good works are done out of a response of grateful heart filled with awe and wonder of who he is. It's, it's a humility of knowing that he is high and lifted up. So on today's episode, I'm going to get to share a little bit tidbit of a struggle of my testimony and how God helped me how he's still helping me how I'm able to be aware of his presence in the midst of those struggles and knowing that in him it's no longer about struggling with the sin but now the sin having to struggle with the Jesus who is within me by the power of the Holy Spirit that's what's coming up next So before I go into today's Heavenly But Monday, some of you may have noticed as you've been listening to my podcast episodes that every day for the last three days, I have been posting a chapter from my first book I ever wrote that I started writing in 2004. The book is titled God is enthralled by your beauty, finally looking into the mirror and seeing what God sees. So every day I am posting a chapter of that book. So that has nothing to do with Heavenly What Monday. So just wanted to make sure you know, if you're on my podcast channel, you'll understand where those chapters are coming from. It's coming from a separate book, again titled God is Enthralled by Your Beauty. And it's part of my initial testimony. started writing that book a year after I was radically saved by God. Okay, so here we go. Years ago, I battled with... An eating disorder. This eating disorder is labeled as bulimia. So I would eat and then purge. It became like a drug. It was like I had control of something in my life when everything else was out of control. It got to the point where I was cutting out the sizes of my clothes. I was very little, very tiny, very sickly. There are moments even now, and that was years and years ago. I want to say that was over 25 years ago. And one of those insults that were pretty common was being made fun of for being Asian. And I, you could tell I was definitely Asian. And so as I got older, um, you know, this thing that morphed into me was about pleasing other people more so than uh, wanting to... Just honor my family, my parents, who were just amazing people. So I started to see how could I get outside approval. How I how could I get outside approval? So of course, with all the twists and turns of life, things begin to unfold, and you can't control what people think of you if you realize that and you get a hold of it and at at, as soon as you catch it it's a good thing but if you don't realize what's happening you will then find ways to control the things in your life whether it be people whether it be through drugs whether it be through eating whether it be through shopping um, alcoholism i mean you name it There's a way to control things. And then when you think you're controlling it is when you're being controlled. It's irony for sure. So here I am years ago just on this binge and feeling like, man, I got to eat everything I wanted and now I'm going to binge. And it wasn't until I got pregnant with Tristan that things changed because it was like, wait, I've got to make sure I don't vomit every time I eat because this baby needs nutrients. And I was still pretty selfish even as someone who was pregnant. But at that point, I did have some motherly instincts that started to kick in. And I remember. At that point, I had purged so much years prior, you know, the gag reflex would just automatically go off and it, did, it, it could go off just, it didn't even, I didn't even have to have anything really stirring it to happen. It would just happen. And then after I got pregnant, um, I began to experience major like hot flashes and um, I would eat And would lose more weight. I felt like I was on fire on the inside. And I remember one day it was really like probably 30 degrees outside and I went outside barefoot because I was so burning up, burning hot. And um, I found out later that I had hyperthyroidism. And hyperthyroidism is where your thyroid is overactive, not underactive, but overactive. So you can lose a lot of weight, you can Um, just a lot of things can happen. So your body goes into overdrive. Really, your body just never rests. And um, if you don't take care of it, then obviously heart attacks can happen, heart disease, all of that stuff. So at that point, um, I noticed that my eyes started to bulge. And and if you knew me before the thyroid disease, I had very uh, distinct um eyes that slanted and anyway um and when I was little I always wanted my eyes to be big so it's so funny how all of this started happening but my eyes began to bulge and I realized later how that vanity had taken over my life at a very young age at five years old and so God has been highlighting and he highlights it as much as I will listen where it all stems from and it stemmed from that place of wanting to control 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 because in those moments when i was called names i couldn't control those people from not calling me names so i had to control something and of course depression comes over you don't even know what that really is when you're little you just know that you're you feel moody you don't know what you're going to be the next day like you don't know how you're going to feel so i had all these tumultuous things going on within this little person, within this little body, and when God touched me in two thousand three of March, I was a I was awakened in the middle of my sleep at six a.m. and I, and I always have to say this part. If you were to wake me up any other day while I was sleeping, I would wake up in a violent rage don't know why i know that nothing ever happened to me when i was young to cause that but that's what would that's what would happen but on this particular day march 6 2003 i woke up with such peace and felt a hand on my shoulder when i woke up i looked to see that no one was there or so i thought and when i got up out of bed The memory that I have is as though I was floating out of the bedroom into the office. And as I went into the office, I shut the door behind me and there was a journal that I had bought the day before at the grocery store. And I never bought a journal for myself before. I actually did not like writing. I hated writing. I hated literature. I hated reading. And... But that day, I picked up that journal, sat in front of the futon and began writing praises to God. And that was the moment I can tell you right now, I did not know you could hear the voice of God, but I know I heard his voice more in my spirit than my physical ears. And this, these are the words I heard. You will write praises to me for the rest of your life. And it was just normal. It was like, Oh, okay. It wasn't like, what? Where did that voice come from? It was just this peace. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like one moment I was one way, as Mary says in The Chosen, and the next moment I'm completely different, as though I'd always been different forever. How do you explain that? I don't know. It's supernatural. It reminds me of Isaiah where it says that his ways are not our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. And in that moment is where I began to see where I could dialogue with God. Where it wasn't about, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. But those were the moments that I began to see how God wanted to take that spirit of manipulation and control out of my life and, uh, and introduce me to his spirit. And his spirit, the Holy Spirit, does control something, but it's not others or things itself. And love consists of self control. And so those were the moments when God began to help me through my father, who. Just taught us girls, my sisters and I and my mom, about memorizing scripture. And he was like, it's a sword. It's a weapon. So that when you do get tempted or something comes your way, when that word comes back to you, it's a way to remind you, to make you aware of his presence. One of the scriptures my dad had me memorize was 1 Corinthians 10. 13. And here it goes. There is no temptation that has taken you, but every temptation is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will, with that temptation, make a way to escape so that you may be able to bear it. He gives us an escape route to. That temptation in our life, whatever that temptation may be, he provides a way out, not just a way out, like as in physically, but a way out because Jesus is the way. So all when we become aware, this is why it's so important to be intimate with the Lord, because if we're not, we're going to be tossed to and fro in this life. Culture will cause us to bow to it versus being humble in an awe and wonder of God himself. So here I want to circle back to this young girl, riddled with bulimia, riddled with anxious thoughts about herself. God has me start writing a book called God is Enthralled by Your Beauty, finally looking into the mirror and seeing what God sees. And what is that mirror? The mirror is the word of God. Seeing through his eyes when we get to know who he is is when we find out who we are this is what I began to learn through that temptation of bulimia did it mean it got easier absolutely not because there were probably 20 some years where I gained weight and But it was, it was, it was interesting how God began to change the way I saw myself over and over again, even, even until now to where now when I see myself, I'm not like, instead I celebrate myself. I'm starting to celebrate who he created me to be. I want to celebrate her because I know where I came from. I know where he delivered me from. And I get to celebrate the progress of this lady who went from an insecure 30-year-old not knowing who she was, who she belonged to, and wanting to belong to everyone to where she was willing to compromise anything and everything, even her own looks. And yet God used all of those moments, to point me to him over and over and over again and i still deal with vanity in the effects of my eyes because they're no it's noticeable at least for me and i do believe that god is the healer and that that my body can receive healing at any given time And it has for the most part, especially when I began to go on this health journey with the Lord. But one of the things I learned is that when our perspective is not on the Lord, but on our circumstances or on something we're going through or maybe a past experience that we can't get over, when our eyes behold anything else but Him, There's a struggle on the inside of us that will not allow us to embrace who he called us to be in him. And until that time and until that moment that we finally say yes to his invitation, we will constantly struggle with this thing in us that's like, we can't be satisfied. But I want to share with you today that although every day is a struggle in how I see myself, it gets settled with the Lord in the quiet moments with Him. To where I no longer even compare myself to someone else, but now I say, Lord, thank you for who you created me to be. Thank you, Father, for the voice that you've equipped me to have in you. Thank you, Father, for the ability to see who you are so that I can finally find out who I am in you. If there's anyone today listening and you're struggling with maybe an eating disorder or body image issues or perhaps... You just can't stand yourself, whatever the issue might be. I want you to right now just call out to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I don't even know where to begin with you, but you do with me. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. And just be still be still for be still and and watch what he shows you or watch what he says to you open up his word and as you read it say holy spirit i want to see through your eyes i want you to teach me i am your student you are my teacher i don't want to read this bible from my own perspective or from my own place or from my own agenda I want to read it from where you are, from how you see in victory, as you are victory. I pray that you're pointed to him today. That whatever struggle you're going through right now, that you would just stop and you would say, Lord, you've heard everything I've heard. You've heard everything I've said, but Lord, now what do you say? And just pause. Remain quiet for a moment. And what heavenly wit comes to mind? In him over you right now. As you go to him, I just want to close and say thank you so much for joining me today on Heavenly Wet Monday. Go after him. Remember that he is the vine and we are the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. Nothing of eternal value. He is your destination. He is your purpose and he is your journey. Let's not compartmentalize who he is from what he does because he, what he does is who he is and who he is is what he does. God is love. But remember, love is not God for God is the author of love and he's the author of your life. And he wants to show you how you can take the things that you thought you had control of. And now surrender to him. So now you can take his love. Receive it. So now you can see the beauty of self-control. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you in all your ways. And thank you so much for joining me on today's Heavenly Wit Monday. And remember what Heavenly Wit is all about. Bold Inspiration Revealing God's Goodness.